Frequency.fm presents The Amped Interview. Hey, this is Joe Brookhouse from Frequency, and welcome to the Amped Interview. We have a, a special guest today, actually two special guests, but we'll get to that in just a moment. Our guest today is Sparrow recording artist Josh Wilson, and on July 31st of this year, his album, That Was Then, This Is Now, is released. And obviously, we're going to be chatting about, about a lot of that today, but as a special treat, um, we're joined today by our friend Bonnie Gray, who's the author of Finding Spiritual White Space, and she is a co-host for the interview today, so I think that's pretty exciting exciting stuff. You both want to say hi real quick? Hello. Hi there. <laughs> I think we're going to have a lot of fun today, but uh, maybe the first thing we should do, because the album is just, gosh, today is Monday, and so just four days from now, the album is going to be released now that we're on that Friday release schedule. So, Josh, maybe take just a minute or two and tell us about, high level about the album, and then we'll dig into our in-depth questions, if that's cool with you. Sure. Yeah, so it's called That Was Then, This Is Now, and Big picture is it's an album about who we are and Jesus. Um, the fact that uh, well, the song itself in the bridge says, you know, First John one nine. If we confess our sins, He's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And so, there's a lot of language on the album about being a new creation. Uh, re- references Romans eight one, no condemnation. And it's it's not that uh, it's not saying you know we've arrived or we're perfect, but we're certainly in process. And I like the way I heard it put one time that there was the before, we're in the between, and the after comes later. Um, and so I think big picture, uh, that's that's what that was then, this is now, is all about. Excellent. See, you've been practicing. Maybe you've done one or two interviews before we started this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. A couple. But, yeah. Uh, like, like we were talking about, I love um, being able to tell people about why I wrote these songs, because I'm excited for people to hear them. Excellent. And I think on that note, I know that, that Bonnie's got a few favorites, and I'm going to kick over to her to maybe ask about her favorite song. Okay. Hey, so Josh, it's really great to have a chance to have a cup of coffee with you on this interview. <laughs> That's awesome. I need to go make mine. I'll make it here in a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so one thing I love that you're doing with this album is you're creating some YouTube videos called Story Behind the Song. Yes, we did. Uh, we did one for every single song where, where you can go if you want to hear why it was written. Yeah, they're all right there. Yeah, and I think that um, that's one of the great things I love about you. You know, when I first listened to your songs, I felt so inspired to do my writing for finding the spiritual white space is that I think you're a storyteller. And so one thing to just warm up our interview here, our, our time for coffee here is to do some word association. Are you up for it? I think so. Does it, what exactly does that mean? <laughs> well, no. What I did is I picked the lyrics from a favorite song I love on your new album. It's called This Is The Day. I'm going to read the lyrics, and I'd like you to choose one word or phrase that most speaks to you right now, and you can share a story behind it. Okay. Sounds good. Okay. So it says here, another day, another excuse, running away from what I've been afraid to do, what I've been called to do. So safe, so totally uninspired. And then you say to us, my life is, you say to God, my life is yours. This is the day. I won't wait for some day. Even if I don't feel unprepared, I've got to do it scared. I won't wait. Some other day, right this minute, I won't wait for someday. 
Well, that that song has been a theme in my life lately. Uh, there's it says someday never comes. You know, how many times do we say, oh, I'm going to get around to that someday. Someday I'm going to start this or someday I'm going to tell this person what I've needed to say all along. So I guess that line's sticking out to me right now that someday is today. It, someday is always today. So, um, so to bring the someday into the now and just make it happen, whatever it is God's calling us to do. And uh, I wrote that song with a friend of mine who called me and he said, hey, um, I, my granddad back in the 40s built a toll bridge up in Massachusetts. And it's one of the last four remaining privately owned toll bridges. And he says, do you want to go see it with me? And I said, when? And he said, tomorrow morning. And I said, sure. And so we, uh, we piled into my van. We, we built a little studio or we put all my gear in there. And we wrote all the way there and all the way back. And on the way there, we learned that uh, back in the 40s, his granddad lived on one side of a river and he worked on the other side. He had to drive 30 minutes one way to cross the only bridge and 30 minutes back the other way. Wow. And he wanted to build a bridge right there so he could get to work. And um, the city said, no, you're going to have to talk to the state. The state government said, no, you're going to have to talk to the federal government. So we went to the federal government and they said, you're going to have to get an act of Congress. So my friend's granddad got an act of Congress, built the bridge with the money he put his daughter through college, all because he basically said someday is today. That's an awesome story. Yeah, it just kind of shows that, you know, it's almost like it ups the ante. Like the more we have a desire, it starts like as a seed. And it seems like you've first experienced a resistance, just like that bridge you're telling us about. And then it just keeps growing, Ashley, right? Do you think like the more the desire grows, the more maybe resistance starts to try to step in and stop us? Oh, sure. I think, um, in fact, uh, I read a book recently that talks about sometimes resistance might be a good indicator of where we actually should be going. And I think it's the same with fear. I think a lot of times something we're afraid of might be the very thing we're supposed to do. And we're supposed to step out. The song says, like you said, even if I don't feel prepared, even if I've got to do it scared, I'm going to take a breath and I'm going to say yes. That's a different song on the album. But uh yeah, I think resistance and fear could be a point, uh, just a big arrow saying, hey, this is where you should go. Go do it anyway. That's the Say Yes song, isn't it? It is, yeah, which is certainly similar thematically. It's great. I love that. Thank you. So would you say, like, you know, you're telling about um, how you wrote this song while actually going on a trip. And I was like, wow, like you can do that. You can, like, go <laughs> on a trip and write at the same time. Like, how do your how do your songs begin? Do they begin through an experience or a lyric comes to you or maybe a phrase in the music? Or or does it change from album to album? You could share with us that creative yeah. process. It changes really for me from song to song. I, I keep a journal year round of things I want to write about, maybe little tidbits of a lyric or an idea. So I might write down, you know, this bridge, I'll journal all about it, all of the details from that. And then eventually I'll sit down and I treat, a lot of times I treat songwriting just like a work day. Um, occasionally songs come to me out of nowhere, you know, out of the blue and I write real quickly, but most of the time it's, it's sitting down and being diligent to sit there with a pen and paper and to be faithful, to be ready. Um, and uh, some, uh, a good analogy is it's like surfing. You, you always have to paddle out there, which for me is sitting down with an instrument and with a pen and paper. And sometimes there's no waves, but um, when you're surfing, it's not your fault if there's not any waves, as long as you were out there just in case. And um, so, yeah, I journal throughout a year. And when it comes time, about six months before it's time to uh, record an album, 
three, three to six months, I sit down and I start taking these ideas and I start hashing them out. And usually music comes first and lyrics come last. Uh, and it's usually a slow process for me, but somehow this mysterious process of this song being created, as long as you work hard enough and you paddle out there enough times, it happens. If I can jump in, is that true for a song like, um, the songs I need to hear? Absolutely. Absolutely. That's, uh, I was experiencing writer's block. Um, I texted a friend and he said, Hey, I said, I'm having a hard time writing. And he said, what can I do to help? And I said, I guess just pray that I can write something people need to hear. And he said, dude, write something you need to hear. And so I sat down and I listed out a bunch of things I, I need to remind myself of, which is the overall theme of this record, that I'm free in Christ. There's no condemnation, you know, and, and the song says I, I need to hear uh, that what I'm doing matters, but I'm loved for who I am in Christ, not for what I do. God doesn't love us because of what we do. He loves right, us because right. of who we are in him. So, yeah, I sat down and I literally wrote a song called The Songs I Need to Hear. So did that start out as a lyric before it was ever music? You just talked about going from music to lyrics generally, but that one seemed to maybe be different. That started out as a, as a, a song title. He okay. said, write what you need to hear. And I said, okay. And I wrote down the songs I need to hear. It, or I think it might have started as the song I need to hear. But then I wanted it to apply to the whole record. And so I made it songs. And I just sat down and I literally wrote what was happening. I just spent an hour cleaning my kitchen, killing time instead of writing songs. I'm terrified that even if you listen, I won't have anything to say at all. And I, and I went on from there. That one did come very quickly. I would imagine. And for whatever reason, that two minute song resonated with me as much as anything as an artist, because there's fear and there's procrastination and there's all those things that we prop up as that become barriers to, to creativity. And me, uh, I'm a guy with ADD. And so I can come up with a hundred different reasons in a second why I don't want to do something because it's hard um, or I don't know how to do it. And that song really jumped out at me. And I'm glad to hear that that kind of speaks to the theme of the album as well. So that just my comment there. I'll kick it back over to, to Bonnie for the next question. Uh, yeah, I think that it's, it's really wonderful to just hear how through the album, like things that speak to you, Josh, they also speak to us. And one of the things that you said about being a new creation and it involves saying yes. So that was my other second favorite of the album is about yes. saying yes. And really listeners, you've got to hear this song. I really love it. Could you tell us more about what it means for you to say yes during the, I guess, phase in your life of writing this album? Yeah. I have, there have been so many things in my life where I have um, avoided something I know that I'm supposed to do because of fear. And I let it, I let it grow in my head. And eventually uh, it's like my dad always draws this analogy of it. It's like a lizard. Uh, well, what looks like a dragon, you know, this undefeatable, unsurmountable, insurmountable thing that we have to cross or get through is really just like a flashlight held up to a lizard and it's just a big shadow. Uh, I think fear can be debilitating because it's, it's, it's generally, it's never as bad as we think it's going to be. We build it up to be this awful thing and it finally comes time. And so I've just decided that if there's something I know I'm supposed to do, I'll just say yes. And then I'll figure it out from there. You know? So sometimes a guy like me that's dealt with anxiety, someone says, Hey, do you want to be on this TV show and go talk about your music. My first inclination is, Oh, what if I mess up? What if I look nervous? I'm afraid. But I immediately I say, yes, I do. And it's not something I've necessarily 
uh, want to do or, uh, you know, I'm scared to do that, but I just say yes. And then the time comes and inevitably someone calls it, calls in or writes on my website. Thank you for saying this, what God's doing in your life. You spoke, spoke to me volumes. And it's just like, all I had to do was say yes. And uh, like the song says, even if I don't feel prepared, even if I got to do it scared, I'm going to take a breath and I'm going to say yes. really helps people to hear that, you know, um, coming from somebody who creates such, um, you know, really good music and, um, writes, writes with honesty because we can see that God creates something beautiful, even though the process involves fear. Hmm. Yeah. I, 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 I'm reminded of the, the verse that, uh, God works all things together essentially for our, our good and his glory. And our good may not look like what we think it should, Mm-hmm. But he redeems all of these circumstances, our fear, um, even tragedy and sadness. He uh, not that he causes those things, but he, he takes them and he, he molds them and he redeems them and uses them for his glory. So, yeah, you can go into a situation, uh, hands shaking, voice trembling and just say yes. And God uh, inevitably takes care of the rest. It's interesting. You said that, um, you said before you would think, okay, well, I've got to figure it out first, but now you're saying yes first and you'll figure out later. What what do you think about that concept of, you know, our analytical minds or, you know, how we want to figure things out? Yeah. And I don't mean uh, for it to sound uh, reckless. It's not that, that you go in without a plan, without preparation, um, it's just that you don't overthink it. You, um, you essentially trust God to deliver on the promise that he's never going to leave you, never going to forsake you, and that he is enough to get you through what he's called you to do. So it's not, you know, I've seen uh, the saying, uh, ready, fire, aim. It's not necessarily that. <laughs> uh, but it's, it's going in and not having to have everything calculated and planned out. You know, we do our best. To, to arrange and, and plan. And then when the time comes, we just trust God to, to be who he is. Right. Not to stay safe, right? You wrote about that in a lyric that sometimes yeah. when we stay safe, our life becomes uninspiring, right? Because we're, we're, we're making sure we want to go where we want to go that we feel comfortable with rather than exactly. letting God fight us. Exactly. Tim Keller says, I can think of no great thing that is also easy, which is always uh, encouraging to me. Sometimes it's good to remind ourselves of those things, the, even the little things. And if you, a little rabbit trail departure, I, I see like my six-year-old playing a video game and saying, Dad, can we look up the cheats online? It's like, dude, no, that's not right. what this is about, man. I know it's hard. You got to work. Yeah. You have to work through this stuff because, you know, uh, instant gratification is going to get you nowhere. But that little departure coming back to that, one thing I heard you say, when I, when I first listened to Say Yes, my response was probably different than Bonnie's was because I say yes too much. 
And so I'm like, no, 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 the song should be say no. Uh. <laughs> right? You don't have time for this. But then the caveat there is it's, it's really more about saying yes to what God is calling you to do, not saying yes to everything that everyone is calling you to do. Yes. And that's something that I certainly deal with is saying yes to too many things, too many things that aren't necessarily good things. It's yeah. just yeah. people pleasing and all that stuff comes into it because what God may be asking you to do is rest. And yes, then you say, yes. yes. Okay, whatever you want me to do. If you want me to say no, I'll say yes to saying no. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the song is definitely about uh, making those choices based on God's calling for our life. Now, I'm going to deal this question kind of. So, Bonnie, you're going to take over here in just a second, all right? I like to share. I like to share, so no worries at all. I That's, like sharing. <laughs> Before we pushed record, there was uh, some. There was a fun fact that was shared that I also see in, in Bonnie's questions, and it has to do with the song "Ode to Joy." So, Bonnie, you want to go ahead and finish that question? Oh no, I'm going to say that for Josh. That's for him to tell. tell no, us no, I want you to ask the, the question. secret message. No, yeah, the secret <laughs> message buried in "Ode to Joy." It buried it right in the middle of the album. Is so cool. Tell yeah. us. Well, so my wife and I are expecting our first child, and uh, October 30th is the big day, or the, you know, the day they say. I know it can vary greatly, but yeah. um, our first appointment at the doctor, um, they did a little sonar, and we got to hear our baby's heartbeat, and it's that swishing sound, and um, so I, I have recorded hymns, instrumental versions of some of my favorite hymns on previous albums, and I wanted to do Ode to Joy for this album. It was almost finished. Uh, it was all instrumental, and I, I brought that recording home of the heartbeat. I recorded it on my iPhone, and I took it home. And, uh, yeah, right in the middle of that song, as it sort of builds to this big moment, it, everything drops out, and you can just hear this swishing sound right before the biggest part of the song drops in. And it's just, you know, for me the joy of being a first time parent. I wanted that song to communicate that. And so I decided to, to put some of that literally into the music itself. So our baby has its first album credit. Uh, we don't even know if it's a boy or a girl yet, but it's on my record. And, uh, I hope it doesn't grow up and, and charge me union rate for, for playing on that. <laughs> right, or sue you, you know. Or sue me for using its heartbeat, yeah. Right, right. <laughs> he wouldn't be chasing after me. Wrong, yeah. wrong genre. <laughs> right, there you go. So I was wondering about that since you, you had told us, I don't know if we should ask this, whether or not you knew the gender of the baby, but it sounds like you're going to wait. We are waiting. There are so few good surprises in life that we just thought, what a fun surprise for me to walk out of the room and say, it's a, uh, and have that, moment, <laughs> that movie yeah. moment. Well, Bonnie, let me ask you this question. So you know, how many kids do you have, Bonnie? I have two. I have a six-year-old Caleb and a uh, nine-year-old Josh. And actually, I introduced Josh, my Josh, to Josh Wilson at his last concert. And he yep. was just like, oh, my gosh, there's this guitar. He was Josh was so excited because that's one instrument he wanted to play. Oh, my I Josh, I guess. Yeah. So <laughs> he was really happy to meet Josh Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Bonnie, did you know the gender before your boys were born? 
Oh yeah. I definitely wanted to now just to get things ready. And I, I like the, I like the process of shopping and nesting. And so it, it was fun for me to know. I felt like I was surprised at our ultrasound. So I got my surprise just earlier. Sure. Yeah. That's definitely a good surprise. This is actually a good exercise and trust for me because I'm a planner mm. and uh, to, to just leave this Leave this until the day it's born. is uh, It's a good exercise in patience and trust for me. But um, we have lots of friends who've done it the other way, like you, Bonnie. And and yeah, you're right. I mean, it's it's obviously a big surprise on the day you find out, whenever that is. Well, you know, you you like I, I was saying, Josh. I think you're a writer, you know, at your heart because I love the lyrics you write. And as a writer, I love words. So I was like, I want to get to the business of trying to find the right name. So that's why that's another kind of motivation as to why sure. I wanted to know the gender. Sure. And we have, we have names picked out for both, which I cannot reveal at this moment. Of course not. Uh, Got to say that. Right. But, uh, but yeah, we have a name picked out for both. So we'll, we'll bring a boy outfit and a girl outfit and we got a boy name and a girl name and we'll go from there. Oh, that's so cute. That's exciting. Uh, yeah. I'll tell you that my, my daughter, who's now 21, we knew the gender ahead of time, but my son who is six did not. And, um, I appreciated not knowing, and it was it was a testament to my wife who has anxiety disorder that she could go without finding out. Yeah, yeah, right. Because she's just wanting to control, you know, wanting to make sure every little thing is handled. But uh, it was it was fantastic, and the joy that one felt, you know, it, it like you said, it's a you know. It's a boy, and you just start to cry. It's just so cool. I'm excited for you. I'm sure Bonnie is too. We can't wait. So, Bonnie, do you have some more questions about the album, or no? I I actually just thought that um, this album, you know, came off of your last album during that time, and um, you know that time span. I was just curious what was happening between that album and this album. Yeah. So the last album was about my own um, struggle with anxiety, and yeah. it's called "Carry Me," and the song is very literal about how God has been faithful to carry me through this season um and another meaning besides the the new creation that we all are in jesus christ that was then this is now another meaning for me is essentially saying that was a time when i was paralyzed and crippled by anxiety and this is a time where i haven't conquered it by any means i don't know that i ever will but it's a season where i say okay i'm, re I'm really gonna step out and trust jesus in a very tangible way to say yes to do it scared to basically say god has called me to this and the time that that was paralyzing to me, that was then, and this is now, and, and this is this is what God has called me to do, and so I'm going to do it. I think that's great. I, I was curious about that, you know, because I'm sure you hear this all the time from your, um, you know, the people that enjoy your music. You know, we, we would tend to read between the lines and wondering, oh, what's the story there? So it's really, really great that you feel comfortable to share that with us. Really appreciate that. Yeah, and I just encourage anybody, you know, if you're struggling with anxiety or depression or anything that you feel like people might not understand, it's uh, it does no good to keep that in. The more you talk about it, I think the freer you become. Um, and you find a lot of times people are dealing with the very same things. Well, I think that this song, I mean, this album is just, yeah, it's like an ode to joy, like you said, and it has your new baby, a new chapter is turning in your life. And I think that all of us can resonate with that, that all of us are constantly being made new. There's constantly new chapters that are beginning, even as we're leaving the previous chapters. It's, it's a constant renewal. So I think that that's one thing that I appreciate about your album. It's about writing new chapters in our lives. Definitely. Yeah. And, and, uh, 
an overarching theme is that none of us are too far gone for God's grace, no matter where we are. Um, Romans 8, 1, there's therefore now no condemnation for those who are Christ Jesus. Excellent. But let, let me ask you a couple of, of things. Um, I'm not sure how much you've got set aside or how, what's coming out, whether you got golf after this or, or what's going on. Um, I'm not a golfer, so. Okay, well, fair enough. Neither am I. Just to throw out to you, uh, in terms of art that you currently are engaged in or listening to, music, movies you've seen, books you're reading, what's really touching you in terms of art uh, as a consumer? Sure. Uh, you know, talking about resistance and, and that sometimes being a, uh, arrow pointing towards where we should go. Uh, I read, a a book that helped me a lot on this project called the war of art. Oh, and oh. have you guys read that? Yeah. By Stephen Pressfield. Stephen Pressfield. Isn't it great, Bonnie? Yes. Oh, it's so good. It's essentially like minimizing resistance, getting to work, doing your jobs. Don't, pro- don't procrastinate. Uh, you know, swimming, paddling out there on your surfboard and, and being ready for the waves. And I can't tell you how encouraging, inspiring that was for my process in this whole record, because I don't think I have ADD, but I, I, I'm a professional procrastinator. I had a, I had a, a line in, um, this is the day it didn't make, didn't make the song, but basically I put the pro and procrastinate. <laughs> so that was, uh, that's a book that has, has meant a lot to me. You know what's been really interesting, Josh, and I, I was curious if you feel this way, but I like one of one of the things I love doing is encouraging others. And it's it's interesting. I observe that I don't have any delays in encouraging others, like being there for others. You know, if I feel like somebody needs me, I'm like, I'm there, you know, but it's yeah. weird. I saw that I procrastinate for my own art, meaning, you know, the things that, you know, I'm trying to create. Well, you know what I mean? That P you're talking about in procrastinate. It's like, why God, why am I doing this to myself? The things you've called me to do, but I'm like right there, right? If I know a friend needs me or somebody sure. needs something, I'm right there. So that's just a dynamic I see. I was yeah. wondering if you felt that way. Oh yeah. It's a lot easier to help, help people with their own stuff rather than look at our own and say, here's what I need to do. I definitely have been there for sure. So that's a book that you've enjoyed. That's really inspired you. Yeah, I really love that book. Definitely, yeah. Stephen Pressfield, the guy that wrote uh, The Legend of Bagger Vance. It's called The War of Art. And I haven't read that book myself, so now I'm going to have to get it. And um, we'll definitely be linking to that as part of uh, as part of our uh, show notes for this. Uh, and maybe get that uh, up there as a required reading for the I audience. i cleaning my kitchen, killing time. Instead of writing songs I'm terrified that even if you listen I won't have anything to say at all I'm so sorry if I've ever written A line that sounded trite but just not true I promise it was never my intention What are some of the other music that you enjoy? Um, music, yeah. Um, Brandon Flowers new record is really good. Um, really inspiring. Uh, let me open my Spotify and see. <laughs> um, it's so funny. I, I tend to listen to, uh, records way 
deeper. I listen to music deep and not necessarily wide, which is probably not a good thing, but I'll listen. I'll find something I like and listen to it 60 or 70 times. Yeah. So, uh, Brandon flowers has been one that I've just have loved. Um, let's see artists. Um, there's another band called Dawes that I really oh, yeah. like. I've heard, um, I've heard you're the second person I've interviewed in the past month who's brought those guys up. Yep. Just, just top notch songwriting. I've been listening to some older stuff. Emily Harris, um, uh, Alabama shakes. And then, um, a lot of my friends here in Nashville, I just love their music. Um, of course, Andrew Peterson, I'm sure you guys are familiar oh, with, yeah. but also, uh, Andrew Osenga and, um, Andy Gullihorn, all the Andys. Yeah. Uh, they're some of my favorites. And, um, uh, um, Ellie Holcomb. I just love her. Ellie is fantastic. Yeah. Love her music. So, um, yeah, those are a few things I've been listening to lately. Now, now Bonnie, have you heard Ellie's music? I haven't. I haven't. You have not? Oh, Mm -hmm. okay. Yeah. We need to fix that. So when we're done with this, you and I will connect and I'll make sure, because if you're talking about, um, music that fits right in, your wheelhouse. I think, uh, yeah, love it. It's really good. Yeah. Our most recent album. That's one of those you go deep on. You just over and over again. Uh, not that, not that uh, we're saying that, of course, we're talking about Josh's album too. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've got, i we just went camping this weekend and I put, this is the day and say, yes, like on repeat. And so like my kids are singing like the background where it says, Hola, you know, this oh, is yeah, the day. Yeah. yeah. My kids are singing it. <laughs> it was, like, it was really awesome. fun. Yeah. Uh, fun story about that. Those are little kids from Zimbabwe. Uh, James, the guy I wrote it with, he, he goes on so many uh, overseas mission trips and, uh, and th- that was a sample of some kids that we uh, we took and put into that song. They were just they were worshiping. I don't even know what they're saying, but it's really cool. Oh it's my god! Just, they're just praising the Lord. I, I love saying. it. I just, I got, just me got me so, so addicted to that song. That's why I kept putting it on repeat and repeat because I was so addicted to the sound. There, it's almost like they were rhythm. You know what I mean? They were the rhythm yes. section. Oh yeah. I I had just come back from a compassion trip in February. Um, meeting little children in Dominican Republic. So I, wow. it's interesting. Yeah. I had that, that feeling and, you know, coming away from um, meeting children that are in third world poverty, you think it would be so depressing, but actually no, because, you know, you see that God is there even in the places that are um, the most unseen and there's no attention there. There's no social media. There's, there's no, there's nothing there, but God is there and the people that love these children are there. And so I think that that was what was beautiful. And I, I think that hearing the voices of the children remind us that God cares about, you know, the things that are unseen. And so we don't need to be afraid because God sees us. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's always interesting when you, you go on trips like that, you think you're taking someone, uh, to some, are you taking something to somebody and inevitably they're always giving way more to you than you, than you thought you were bringing to them. Yeah. And I felt like that, that, I don't know if you felt this way. Cause I know you went on a compassion trip too, right, Josh? I've not been with compassion, but I have been okay. on multiple trips with different organizations. I, we, we do uh, work compassion artists. I mean, we, we help sponsor kids. I haven't been on a, uh, technically a compassion trip yet, but I will be going. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But it's like, 
you know, when you go on those sponsorship with your organization, it doesn't, it kind of change your life to like towards the message of this album. Like that was then this is now right now is where I want to be wherever God is leading me. Right. Yes, absolutely. It's always a reminder to, to be where you are when you're there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so I have a last question um, because I'm really into spiritual white space, right, Josh? Like just yeah. taking time out to nourish your soul and do things that really feed your soul because, um, you know, we need that time. So I would love to hear what feeds your soul, what nourishes you and what do you like to do or enjoy? Um, I love lately it has been camping and mountain biking. Um, I, I ride my bike every day. Um, I know once we have our child that will be put on hold for a little bit, uh, <laughs> but, uh, um, just honestly, I just love the morning. And so, uh, I'll, I went camping over the 4th of July weekend and just waking up to the sunrise, just being, I was by myself, um, just being anywhere in nature. That's what I love about both camping and mountain biking, being out in God's creation where it's quiet um, is always fun to me. So recently I was fishing with my dad. We got up and saw the sunrise three mornings in a row. Just out. We didn't catch a fish, but we had the best time. It was oh, yeah. still inc- incredibly refreshing. So anything outside, anything in the morning, anything quiet is, uh, is where I recharge. Yeah. Yeah. It just does something to your soul, opens it up and just, you can just be. Yes. Absolutely. So that's the last question she gets to ask. Now I'm going to hang up on her. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So um, just to wrap up, um, the the album is That Was Then, This Is Now, released on Friday, July 31st. And um, you can buy that everywhere where where quality music can be found. And uh, we would prefer you to buy it rather than Spotify it. Am I correct? Uh, Yes, that certainly helps pay the bills uh, a lot better. Uh, you can, you can always listen on Spotify and preview it, but if you like it, yeah, head over to iTunes or your Christian bookstore or somewhere and, and pick up a copy. Excellent. And, um, you are, you're preparing to tour, I assume. Uh, yeah, we're doing, I'm kind of in the middle of, uh, a lot of, a lot of shows right now. We're doing a lot of album release shows in actually all over the country. So, uh, that's all on my website, joshwilsonmusic.com. I'll be doing a Christmas tour, taking off five to six weeks in October and November for, our new for baby. What? Oh, right, right. <laughs> and, uh, so excited for that. Um, but yeah, we're, we're all over playing these shows, getting, getting this music out there, which is a lot of fun. Excellent. Now, Bonnie, uh, as we're wrapping up, do you have any final questions for Josh before we, uh, we cut him loose? No, no. Yeah, we've had you tied up for about an hour. So, yeah, uh, exactly. I'm sure you've got some other stuff going. Um, I'll work with Bonnie. Maybe we can set up just a follow up at some point. I'd love to chat some more. I think probably the three of us could go all day, especially the two of you. I could just sit and watch uh, from that perspective. So, well, thank you guys and uh, really appreciate it. And um, yeah, let's let's touch base about me, uh, meeting up here again. Cool. Awesome. Thank you, sir. All right. Take bye. care. See you guys later. Bye. Take care. Frequency.fm is a podcast featuring Christian artists, authors, creatives, and experts. For more music reviews, book reviews, and articles, please visit us at Frequency.fm.